Previously on Strange Trails. Do you think that's who Aiden was describing this morning? Oh, that could totally be the person he saw. But who the fuck is he? And how does Robert know him? He watched Zachary go into the forest and then started hiking off the trail toward the toward that uh, toward that clearing is. Oh, the one with the obsidian and the saw, right? Exactly, exactly. He lost track of Zachary in the trees and left to see his, uh, you know, his family. And there on the roof, I saw a figure, dark, shadowy, very difficult to see in the lighting. Just got lucky it was so close to a full moon. What are you doing talking to my underage son when I'm not around? I'm sorry, ma'am. We just had a few more questions for him. We didn't... You have no more questions for him. He is not talking to you, not after what happened. Get off my property before I call the police. Ma'am, we didn't need... Ben, Mitchell, hi, this is Nora Lewis, Aiden's mother. You were at my house a couple weeks ago talking to Aiden. I, uh, I know you're investigating what's happening here, and there's something I can't explain about Aiden's death, but maybe you can help. I'd really like to see what you think. The police have... They don't know what they're talking about. I'll be home all day. Please stop by. Before that voicemail came in, though, a few other things happened. Welcome back to Strange Trails. I'm your host, Finn Mitchell. Things had progressed quickly over the past few weeks. What at first felt like a fruitless endeavor had begun to finally offer answers to our questions. Omari and I couldn't slow down, however. We were determined to continue forward now that it appeared we were gaining traction. The morning after our final meeting with Doug, we returned to his house, as Omari said we would, unaware of his suicide. Outside, a squad car and a lone officer took up his driveway. I started the recorder as we approached, unsure of what was happening. Officer Reed was sifting through his trunk, rearranging the few contents inside. He didn't hear us approaching until we spoke. Hello? What? what? What are you doing here? We're here to check on Doug. What are you doing here? Check on him, why? He, he just seemed like he wasn't in a great place yesterday, so... Yeah, and why is that? I don't really think... We are you recording? Get... Turn that fucking thing off now. Shit. You cannot be here. Hey, let's go, Finn. Hey, sorry, Officer... Uh, Officer Reed, sorry. Hey, we won't hold you up anymore. I apologize for the audio quality but I wasn't going to stop recording once he made it clear he wanted me to, and hiding it in my pocket was my only option. No, stop right there. What did you mean he wasn't in a great place yesterday? He just, he, he seemed upset. About what? It's private, we're here to talk with him about it. No, you're not. Uh, yes we are. He's dead. What? Did he overdose? Yeah, I mean we found a lot of fentanyl in his house. You should be looking into that. No, we don't need to. Why not? It was suicide. Early this morning. Neighbor heard a gunshot. He killed himself? No fucking way. So, anything you could tell me about it? 
we don't know anything. And we're just doing a follow-up interview because uh, all of our audio got messed up from yesterday. Are you sure Shadow Man didn't do this? Kill him? Shadow Man's victims don't leave suicide notes talking about reopening old wounds. Ring any bells? We asked him about Margaret. He means how his family reacted to her disappearance. It must have been difficult for him to go through that again. And with his parents gone now and her still out there somewhere, maybe it was just too much. You know, I've heard a lot about you two lately. Oh yeah? Seems that anywhere you two go, trouble follows. I don't know about that. And being guests in this town, I would think you'd be a bit more careful about things you say to people around here. Okay, wh what do you mean? Or maybe you don't say anything to anyone anymore. Maybe you let the actual police handle it, and you go back to where you came from. Okay, we have every right to be here doing this investigation. Maybe he's right, dude. Hey, look, I'm, I'm sorry, Officer Reed. We're gonna, we're gonna go think on that. Yeah. Think long and hard before you come back around here. Okay, what the fuck just happened? Drive, just fucking... I, I hope you got on it. Doug killed himself, what the hell? Least of my worries right now. Uh, it's pretty high on my list. He clearly did that because of us. I'm sorry, did you not get the open threats from the police? Oh, what's he gonna do to us? Oh, I don't know. Let me ask Isaac. They're not gonna kill us. Sometimes I wish I had the confidence of a straight white boy. I don't think we're safe here. Don't worry, we're fine. And did you see what was in his trunk? I was a little busy trying to figure out why an officer was at Doug's house in the first place. He had shoes in there. But they were like... Like, like hooves. Hooves? Yeah, they were normal shoes, but instead of a flat sole, they looked like... I don't know, like deer hooves? Weird. Is that a thing? Like, is that a normal hunter type of shoe out here or something? I don't know. I'm pretty sure they usually wear boots to hunt. Oh, I can't believe Doug is dead. Man. He had a really hard life, you know? Now, this isn't... It's not your fault, all right? It's not your fault that you figured out what happened. <laughs> it's literally my fault. No one was looking into that. He could have lived out his days just fine. What, alone in his house? Until what? He overdosed on fentanyl in a year? It was going to happen at some point. I mean, look at his situation. He just needed a friend, you know, or a church. I don't know, just just some community. I just feel sick. I, I didn't know the conversation was going to go there. I was just trying to give him an update. I thought it'd be good news for him. Closure or something. He could finally move Finn, on. Finn, it's not your fault. You're responsible for your actions, and he's responsible for his. It's that simple. I know, I know. I, I just... It's a gut punch, you know? I, I thought it was helping. You are. It doesn't feel that way. I know the last episode ended abruptly, and it felt like it came out of nowhere that Doug had killed himself. But that's how it felt to us. He did his best with the life he was given. Did he make mistakes? Yes. But I like to think God will see them as such, rather than as fatal flaws deserving of an eternity in hell. I have been, and will continue to be, praying for him. Later in the day, and after some time to process the news about Doug, I got a call from Robert Myers. It was about the interview I'd been trying to get with him for almost two weeks at that point. I'd given up on getting access to him after his strange refusal to talk back on the day Aiden was murdered, but it seemed that he was at last able to sit for a discussion. Welcome to my home. Glad you could finally have us. It's been a busy few weeks for me. We just have a few questions. <laughs> Whether I'm Shadow Man? Look, I'm not mad. I can see it on your faces. You don't need to worry. 
I wouldn't have called you back to meet if I was hiding anything. Kathleen mentioned your theory to me when oh, I saw her. She shouldn't have done that. We've known each other for decades. She knows I'm not Shadow Man. If she had any suspicions, she would have raised them with you. I promise. And I know how coming here for you must be. Everyone is brand new. Everyone is hiding something. Or that's what you have to assume when you're starting out. Who can you trust to tell you the truth? Who can you trust to move you closer to your answer? It's all luck at first. I get it. So what were you doing the night that Aiden died? The night that you couldn't meet with us. Depends on which part of the night you're referring to. Well, walk us through the timeline. For most of it, I was at home. Well, what about before the curfew started? I had an errand to run. Well, would you like to share that with the class? <laughs> My brother has a theory about Shadow Man. He wanted me to get him some information so he could see if he was correct. And what's the theory? Shadow Man only kills on certain days. Which are? Eclipses. So why did you have to go to a school to get this information? I never said anything about going to a school. Did you... Were you watching me? I fucked up. I'm gonna be honest. I should not have mentioned that. But I had to roll with it once I did. We thought you were Shadow Man. And you refused to meet us that day for some reason. So we thought you were up to something. And then you kind of were. So what was at the school? The roster of all current Garrison students and their birth dates. That makes sense with what we saw. Saw? Okay, tell me how much you already know so we can skip to whatever it is you didn't find out by spying on me. Well, it was more of a stakeout. You were at my house, weren't you? We thought there was a chance that you were going to hurt someone that night, and Aiden had just gotten away from the hermit or whoever But then the was. exact same person he described showed up at your house later that night. What's going on with that? The two of you were our main suspects, and then suddenly you were both together. Are you referring to my brother, Francis? The hermit? That's your brother? He likes to live off the grid. I promise he's not dangerous. What do you mean, off the grid? Pretty much this whole area is off the grid. He likes his space. He's a loner. So he lives in some cabin somewhere? <laughs> no, he builds shelters as he needs them. So what does he do with all this stuff, though? He didn't have stuff. Or as much stuff as you might call it. He keeps safe in a mine up to the north, Belford Mine. Used to keep it down in the Sanderson Mine, but after Hurricane Isabel back in 2003, the police kicked him out of there because of safety hazards. Flood warnings, they said. They haven't stopped him from using the Belford Mine, though. Isn't that the mine that's on fire? The fire is very deep at this point, and only one of the main branches even burned. He's got his own wing, which is totally safe. Oh, you've been there? A few times over the years, yeah. He's proud of it. And he just... He's, he stays in, like, essentially a cave by himself? It makes him happy, and it's not hurting anyone. I won't pretend to understand it, but I'm not going to knock it. So he's been studying Shadow Man. Has he dealt with him? Oh, absolutely. He's told me all about their weird encounters in the woods at night. How often do those happen? Every once in a while. It's always from a distance. So you don't think Francis is Shadow Man? I know he's not. Can he climb trees quickly by any chance? He's in his 60s at this point. So being in his 60s now, that would put him in his late teens right around the first sighting of Shadow Man in 77. Was that... What was his experience with that? He was out with a group of friends that night. I know that much. Because I was too. We were playing board games in a basement. Fell asleep and woke up to the fire. His group was... They were more adventurous. 
got themselves into trouble sometimes. All of them have stuck to their story about drinking in the woods by the swimming pool, but who knows at this point? Maybe we should ask him. If you could find him. Oh, you don't have his number? He doesn't have a phone. I leave messages in the woods sometimes if I need to reach him. I can see that question for me. He'll check back there once a week or so. Why did he come over that night? He wanted a list of names. And then he settled on Aiden's, is that right? Yes. So you went to Aiden's house? To warn him. Stop Shadow Man. I'm not sure at this point. But we were too late. But there is something your brother missed in his calculations. And what's that? Another murder happened. When? April 9th, 2012. That wasn't an eclipse. I just looked it up. I never heard about any 2012 Shadow Man killing. You sure it was the same? Yeah, Zachary Scott. He died not far from where you were, not long after you moved away. And it was the same set of circumstances, too. Smoke inhalation, face down on the front lawn. Which is why you thought I was... okay. But that wasn't an eclipse. Hmm. That changes things. And he wasn't from here, either. Francis's pattern, if that's what you want to call it, has been correct for every official Shadow Man death, as they put it. But it's not correct if it missed Zachary Scott. It doesn't mean it's not right. It means there might be extenuating circumstances. Something about that death is different. Zachary shouldn't have been a victim. So what made him one? Solve that and you'll crack this wide open. Robert isn't Shadow Man. I know, as an investigator, I should never totally rule someone out at this point. But after talking to him, I just... He's not. He's a good man, and I appreciate how forthright he was once we actually got a hold of him. He's also right. We checked, and every single Shadow Man-linked killing happened under a lunar eclipse. What are the chances of that happening on accident six times over multiple decades? I think the lunar eclipses matter. And in Zachary's case, I think it not happening on a lunar eclipse matters. But there was no time to rest on our heels at that realization. The only other person I could think of to talk to about it was Kevin Wright. If you'll recall, he was David Scott's friend from Garrison who'd watched Zachary wandering around town alone that day. Perhaps he had some insight he could share. Thank you for speaking with us. Did you want to move somewhere maybe a bit more comfortable? Here's fine. Uh, okay. You can't stay long anyway. Gonna be dark soon. Oh, uh, do you have somewhere to be? We can reschedule. Curfew starts at sundown again. Wait, there's another lockdown? He's going door to door letting people know right now. Where was Shadow Man spotted this time? They didn't say. But tonight and tomorrow night at least, curfew starts at dusk. Okay, well, we need to get your perspective on something that happened a few years back, when your friend David Scott came to visit in 2012. How do you know David? Well, his son Zachary died, and it seems like Shadow Man did it. You know this. We've spoken to him, yes. And it happened the day after they left Garrison. Thinking he followed them. Seems like it. Why would he do that? Well, that's where you come in. David told us you were keeping an eye on Zachary. We were wondering if maybe you saw something. Yeah, what made you watch him? Round here we watch each other's backs. Never know what an outsider might be thinking of getting up to. So, Zachary, you watched him? What did he do? Where did he go? Wandered off into the forest alone at first. 
So I let him be. And there was no one with him? Right. Went to Easter dinner with some family. But I couldn't get him out of my mind. So I left early to check on the boy. Make sure he wasn't causing trouble, you know? Mm. Yeah, I bet. Caught him coming back into town looking mighty pleased with himself. Holding a chunk of shiny black rock. I asked him what he was doing out all alone in the forest. You know what he said? What? F off, creep. Me, F off. How about him, F off? I tell you, I just about smacked that boy telling me, F off. Respect your elders. What was that rock that he was holding? How big was it? I don't know. He was tossing it to himself. Maybe baseball size? Shiny black rock, right? Yeah, like from the salty clearing. What clearing? Where that fire started back in 77. I don't know about that. I don't make it out there often. Okay, so what happened after he said what he said? Nothing. Little snot pocketed the rock and ran off. I wanted to chase him. I'm sure you did. Kevin, have you ever seen Shadow Man? Of course. What did he look like? Where did you see him? Usually around my height, dressed all in black. Usually around your height? Hard to say exactly. He's far away, crouching and creeping around in the street, in the backyards. You get it? Took a shot at him once. It <laughs> scared him. <laughs> it was only a warning, but he didn't know that. I haven't seen him since. Did you call the police when you saw him? I don't need the police to protect me. Well, he's a wanted serial killer. It's not about you. Of course I called him. Well, that would, that would I think the sun's getting a little low. Don't you? I'm honestly not convinced he called the police. Maybe his neighbors did. Who knows? It was obvious he wanted us gone, though, since there was still a good 45 minutes before sunset, and I wasn't going to argue with someone who took pleasure in taking warning shots. Omari and I ended up heading back to the motel to go over what we'd learned so far. Weird day, right? Not as weird as tomorrow if the train holds. Yeah. Things keep getting weirder. At what point are we going to address the fact that not all Shadow Man sightings are equal? It's been on my mind. Some of them are clearly a dude in a ski mask, and then others are just this ethereal presence. So who's lying? What if they're just experiencing the same things in different ways? Like it's registering differently for them. You think some people have an overactive imagination? Well, not even that, necessarily. I think... I wonder if over time their stories have just... grown. Because you never tell a story the same way twice. Like, something changes every time. So maybe it's just... they've... I don't know. Drifted? Some of these are recent, though. There hasn't been enough time for it to organically become something else. And these aren't stories being passed down through generations and recited a hundred years later. They're, for the most part... Eyewitness accounts. Mm-hmm. I would say, now yeah, the real question is, do we trust the people offering those accounts? Mm. Uh, I tend to lean towards trusting them. So then, if we take all of them as true, then Shadow Man is essentially a likely sexagenarian dude in a ski mask who stalks the people of this town to observe them, or whatever, is an expert at breaking into homes and killing children silently with no trace who can also somehow climb trees incredibly fast and leave no tracks? Something's not adding up. 
And let's not forget how he kills people. Smoke inhalation. Somehow. And there's also the fact that all the murders have happened on lunar eclipses. Why? Do you still have that picture you took of the list in Robert's car? Yeah. There you go. Okay. There's Aiden. May 15th, 2003. Well, isn't that the day Nicole Taylor died? So, there was a lunar eclipse on that day. Yeah. Eugene Osborne, April 12th, 1968. Uh, yeah, let me look it up. <laughs> yeah, eclipse. Susan Foster, November 6th, 1976. Lunar eclipse. And Karen Cirillo, August 25th, 1980. Eclipse again. Madison Cook, July 28th, 1999. Eclipse. What about Zachary? When was his birthday? I don't know. Didn't his dad say he just turned 15? So it had to be around the first week of April in 1997. Oh, okay. Alright, um... Closest eclipse is March 23rd. But that'd be too early. I don't think he was born on an eclipse. So Shadow Man attacks these kids who were born on days with lunar eclipses, during lunar eclipses. What's the purpose? Hang on a second. If there was a lunar eclipse on the night that Eugene died, basically while the fire was raging and everyone in town was scrambling to get to safety, then how did Keith see Shadow Man on the roof of the house? Do you remember that? Of course I do. He had one of those ethereal experiences. So how would he see a dark figure against a moonless sky? You don't think he did? Basically, at the point in time he would have seen the figure, the moon was hidden, and the fire wasn't big enough to light things up like that. Especially for a house on the opposite side of town. Why lie about it then? To fit in? All these years later? And to be clear, if he's lying about that... Calls everything he said into question. So then what really happened to Isaac? Jesus! What the fuck? So loud, is that Ava? No, she wouldn't break curfew. Finn, don't! I'm just gonna peek out the window. Well, Mario, call the police. What? Call the fuck. Get the cops. He's here. No way. Some shadow man, ski mask, everything. What the fuck? Fuck, fuck, Hello? We're at Elkhorn Motel. I think shadow man is outside. Omari was told it'd be 20 minutes before an officer could make it to the scene. 20 minutes in a town five miles across, with no traffic. When he told me that, something just snapped. I wasn't going to sit there, hiding out in our tiny little room waiting to be killed. If the person I came all the way across the country to hunt down was going to come for me, I wasn't going to make it easy. I started digging through our room, trying to find something to use as a weapon. The only movable object I could make any use of was the table lamp. So I took it. Finn, what are you doing? I'm not going out there unarmed. What are you going to do with that? Plug it in and give him more light? Oh, that's right. You have a flashlight. Shine it on him. Maybe we can get a description. Finn, he's killed people. Fuck off! Okay, fine. Okay. Let's do it. Is he very wet? No. He had to go around that corner and we'd still see him. Hey, Finn, wait! There was no one around the corner, just the end of the sidewalk and then forest as far as the eye could see. 
The lights from the side of the building tapered off quickly, leaving little help to spot the man I'd just seen outside our room. However, there was one thing that caught my eye. There were no footprints leaving the sidewalk and heading into the trees, but there were fresh hoofprints, as if a deer with a human gait had sprinted away from the building mere seconds earlier. I don't think we were in danger that night. I think we were being harassed. Omari saw Officer Reed with deer hoof shoes earlier in the day. Not long after, another lockdown is called despite there being no new sightings of Shadow Man. And then during this lockdown, someone sporting the same type of shoes as Officer Reed, but a much skinnier and shorter frame, shows up dressed as Shadow Man, knowing we'll be home. All while the police do not answer an emergency call coming from the very people they had soured on recently. Were the police collectively Shadow Man? Was that why Keith had lied to us? But what purpose would that serve? We didn't sleep well that night. When the officers finally did show up, almost 45 minutes later, we couldn't let on what we'd started to suspect, so we gave a general description of what had happened and let them go, knowing they likely wouldn't do anything to look into it. The next morning, I got the voicemail from Nora Lewis about Aiden's death. I missed it coming in because I'd only managed to fall asleep around 6 a.m. as the sun was finally starting to peak over the roof of the forest and the shadows began to fade away. As we were getting ready to go see her a little afternoon, Ava stopped by. She had some news, so she came with us and explained on the way to Arrow Street. Just go to the mine. I've got the flashlight. Ava, you know where it is, right? It's a bit of a hike at this point, but yeah, my friends have been there a couple times. I know generally where it is. I can show you. There's no road leading to it anymore. Once the fires happened and they closed it, all bets were off. Okay, we'll talk to Nora, see what she's got to say, grab some food, and see if we can find Jordan. About time. We came to the decision to go explore an abandoned mine pretty quickly. Almost recklessly, some might think. But to finally have an actual lead on where Jordan might have gone was... I could see how excited Omari got. I know somewhere in his head, he wanted to argue that talking to Nora could wait and we should just head right to the mine. But he restrained himself, perhaps withholding hope on the off chance the tip from a child wasn't exactly accurate. Or that we were too late. Arrow Street was much emptier this time than it had been for the past two visits we'd made. No police cars or ambulances filling the streets, and no bodies in front of any houses surrounded by grieving family members. 
Nora opened the door before we even knocked and welcomed us inside, her demeanor much less confrontational than our first encounter. We all sat around her kitchen table, where her laptop was open, to the site where her front door Wi-Fi cam broadcasted to and alerted her to movement outside. Sorry, I saw you come to the door on here. All good. Thank you for having us. Does anybody want some casserole? I've got half a dozen people have given me that I don't think I can finish. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is great tea. Yeah, thank you. I felt like I owed you an apology after last time. No. No, you're totally fine. Um, I mean, random people you didn't know were talking to your son after he'd seen a serial killer coming after him, so... Yeah, if I was in your position, I would flip out, too. We should have talked to you beforehand. Really, I, I apologize. The story just got ahead of us. It's my fault, too. I'm the one that told them about it. Sean Hempel, his sister, told me what he said had happened. I knew Finn and Amari were here investigating, so I thought I would pass it along. I'm not mad at any of you. You were just trying to help. Look, Aiden had... He and Shadow Man were... They... They felt like they were linked since the day he was born. That little girl, Nicole Taylor, she was only eight. She was killed the day he was born. We had noticed that, yeah. As he was growing up, he found out about Shadow Man. It's hard to protect him from that when all the kids at school play Shadow Man tag and have a little rhyme they like to say about him. You can't get away from it. Eventually, he realized her death was on his birthday, and he wanted to tell someone a fun fact about his birthday. This was at his sixth birthday party. I got so nervous he was going to mention the murder, but he just said, there was a Luna Eclipse. <laughs> He's just like that. His preschool teacher had mentioned it to him. And instead of fixating on the negatives of that day, he focused on something cool and interesting. It's fascinating the details he chose to care about. And at what point did you realize something was up? The night he died? Yeah. Uh, it was a little after midnight. I'd spent the night with him. We watched a movie together, did a puzzle. He'd had plans to go to a friend's house, but the lockdown that got canceled. So we were home the whole night. For a couple of days afterward, it crossed my mind that if he'd gone to the party, if he hadn't been home, maybe he'd still be alive. Maybe Shadow Man wouldn't have gotten him. I don't feel that way anymore. I don't think he was safe anywhere. But I went to bed around 11 or so, said goodnight to him like normal. And then around 12.30 a.m., the smoke detector went off downstairs. Aiden wasn't a great cook, so him burning toast wasn't something that would shock me. But when I came down here, there was no smoke, no smell, and no Aiden. All of the lights down here were on, so I came over and I wafted the air in front of it. That's the one that was going off? Right above the table? Yeah, I thought maybe the battery was dying, so I took that out and replaced it. That seemed to fix the issue. The TV was on. Whatever game he was playing was still going. He didn't pause it before he got up to go. I didn't know where. The bathrooms were empty. His room was empty. I thought he might have snuck out, so I tried calling him, and his phone rang over on the couch. He wouldn't leave the house without. But then what had happened that morning started floating back into my head. I didn't want to believe it, but he said he saw Shadow Man, and Shadow Man always leaves his victims in one place. Out for everyone to see. 
I opened the front door. It wasn't locked, and then there he was, face down. I ran to him. He didn't respond. I knew it was too late, deep down. But this other part of me didn't want to accept it. I called the police, and they showed up a couple minutes later. How much is a couple? Maybe five minutes. Interesting. He had no pulse. I tried CPR while I waited. There's... It didn't help. The whole process after that was a blur. The days slid away and I needed my space from everyone. I've been cutting them off for the past couple of weeks. I know I shouldn't, but... Everyone has their own process. Do what's right for you. I woke up this morning with a nagging thought. This. The camera? Because it happened in the front lawn. You might have the shadow man on camera. I do have shadow man on camera. And that's why I called you, because I can't explain what the fuck I'm seeing. Watch. This is 12.32 a.m. that night. Oh my god. There he is. He's so tall. Why is he moving like that? Stilted. Yeah, it's like there's a weird resistance that he's fighting. It's like he can't quite move and then and then he can for a second. Is this missing frames or anything? This is everything. He's so dark. That's definitely not a ski mask in jeans. He's like, I don't know. A shadow. Oh, he's coming right up to the, oh, fuck. There's, there's no features I can make out. Well, where'd he go? You'll see. There's Aiden. He's, he's walking like he... Like there's resistance. Shadow Man's not with him. Oh, no. I think he is. This is... How did you watch this by yourself? That poor kid. He looks like he's in so much pain. He had to feel it. The least I could do is know what happened to him. And he's down. What happened to him? How did he just collapse? Oh, what the fuck? Is that smoke coming out of his mouth? No, I don't think it's smoke. It's Shadow Man. And then he just walks away like nothing happened. Holy shit. Shadow Man isn't a human, is it? Well, that changed things. Whatever harassment the police were up to felt like nothing compared to the gut-level realization that Shadow Man, the human serial killer I thought we were closing in on, isn't that. Let me describe exactly what we saw in that recording. It was a wide-angle shot of most of the front porch with the driveway and front yard all in view. From behind a tree trunk, a figure so dark it was impossible to make out any features appeared moving in an almost stop-motion fashion toward the door. It was tall, over six feet, I would say, certainly taller than the minivan parked in the driveway. It lurched toward the front door without slowing down, disappearing out of frame seemingly through the closed door. There are maybe four inches of space between the edge of camera frame and where the door is, so there was not enough space to hide off camera. And we know the door wasn't open, because when it did open about 30 seconds later, a bunch of light from the hall spilled out onto the front lawn. Aiden stumbled out of the door, now moving in a similar fashion to the figure that had just entered the residence. And then the door shut behind him, blocking out all but a street light a house away, 
Toward the center of the lawn, Aiden collapsed to his knees facing the street and then fell face forward into the grass, never moving again. Once he was still, an at first faint black vapor floated from presumably his mouth, it's hard to say for certain from the angle of the camera, which then got thicker, until it was an opaque cloud of smoke which formed itself seamlessly into the same figure that had walked toward the house moments earlier. Once its form was complete again, it slowly walked off into the night, leaving the frame seconds before the door opened again, and Nora ran out onto the lawn, screaming. As confusing and strange as this new information was, it, it also answered the question Omari had pointed out earlier. How was it that Shadow Man seemed to simultaneously be a guy in a ski mask and also this wraith-like presence that descended upon Garrison whenever he was ready to murder? I didn't know what we were up against, but we were going to need to find out. When it came to the police, it felt like they decided we were too much of a nuisance to keep around. The conversation with Officer Reed almost felt like a threat. Get out of Garrison before we make you. Following that up with direct torment from what I can only assume was another officer, suggested to me they were not happy with us being around at all. Perhaps they just heard from Keith Wilson about our interviews and were coming to his defense. Or perhaps they had their own secrets. Next time on Strange Trails. Here it is, Belford Mine. I feel like someone's watching us. This was a bad idea. Oh, I lied, I lied, I'm sorry, I lied. I lied about what? Strange Trails stars Matt Winton as Finn Mitchell, Dominic Kim as Omari Mason, and Ashley Every as Ava Cook. Additional performances by Rudolph Whitcomb as Robert Myers, Charity Spencer as Nora Lewis, Daniel Schall as Officer Reed, and Robert Fleet as Kevin Wright. Created, directed, and edited by Colton Woods. Script supervisor, Fernando Colazzo. Special thanks to Katie Joyce and Courtney Woods. Follow us on Instagram at Strange Trails Podcast or visit us at strangetrailspodcast.com for more info. If you like what you hear, ratings and reviews really help the show. Strange Trails will return in the quiet zone.